This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. You know, nail salons and just the people who work in those nail salons, they've done some research into, you know, what kind of well, chemicals they're exposed to. And it, it's troubling, not going to lie. I mean, uh, what they found is it's really quite high. So let's get some insight on exactly what the situation is. We're going to be chatting now with um, Miriam Diamond and get some insight about this story. Uh, Miriam, thank you so much for your time today. I appreciate you joining us. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, just walk us through what we found here. Basically, we're talking about workers in these nail salons are exposed to some pretty harsh chemicals, right? Yes, they're exposed to higher levels of chemicals of specifically plasticizers and flame retardants than than just those of us who are at home. So, yeah, this really is of concern. You know, when we're talking about the plasticizers, it's two or three times higher. First of all, what's a plasticizer? It's something that makes a rigid material flexible. Gotcha, okay. For example, consider the bathtub rubber duck. Yeah. If the rubber duck didn't have a plasticizer in it, it would be completely rigid and wouldn't be squishy. But think about all the different applications of that, from um, vinyl tiles to, well, nail polish. Nail polish has plasticizers in it to give it that sort of that flexibility and that um, and and the the properties that it just rolls on very easily. So, what kind of? I mean, how dangerous is a plasticizer, and what kind of an impact is it having? being two or three times higher. A number of these plasticizers, called phthalate plasticizers, have been associated with malformations of the male reproductive tract and lower male fertility. Hmm. Okay. In addition, some of our work has shown that exposure to young kids can lead to development of asthma. And I, I want to, and you might say, well, why young kids? Well, Nail technicians spend a lot of time in in the nail salons, and sometimes the kids come after school. So we're concerned about exposure to the technicians and also their kids. Okay, now the other one, flame retardant. Now we're, we're talking about two or three times higher with plasticizers. Flame retardants, 100 times higher? Seriously? Yeah, we were really surprised about that because we, we didn't expect to find them. That's crazy. Yeah, um, you know, one one of the flame retardants does double duty as a plasticizer, so we expected okay. <laughs> to find that. And yeah, okay, it was in the you know two to three times higher range, but we were so surprised to see these other two um, flame retardants um, at such high levels. And for example, one of them has been restricted for use in kids' products since 2014, and another one is subject to. Um, restrictions coming in, but that will not apply to the circumstances, what well, we don't think, in which they're found in nail salons. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott, or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. 
Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch, find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. Unreal. How do you, first of all, how do, how do you measure this? Like, how do you go about measuring these levels? Is it like you just, you're doing blood tests on these people or, or how do you come up with these numbers? No, we, we sampled the air that the technicians were breathing. Okay. Taking blood samples and urine samples is very intrusive. So what we tend to do is to take um, samples of air, and we took it right from the breathing zone. What we did is um, that the um, 48 nail technicians who agreed to participate, we gave them vests. And attached to the vest, we put a very small it's kind of like a vacuum cleaner, but like really small, with a small um, pump that sucked the air through a cartridge, and then we analyzed the cartridge. Um, now, the obvious question here, Miriam, is if the technicians are being exposed to these chemicals, therefore the customer must be getting exposed to these very same chemicals, right? They're in the same place, breathing the same air. Yes, but at much lower levels. The reason why we did this study was to try to bring light to exposures to the nail salon technicians who spend many hours there day after day. We don't see any harm to the customers. Yeah. And indeed, we want customers to continue to go to nail salons. We, the nail salon technicians enjoy their work. Um, we're really being very supportive of nail salons. What we want to make sure is that the nail salon technicians are safe. Sure. I mean, are the rules being broken here? Do we need rules? I mean, are, I'm, I'm sure there's environmental regulations for people who work in environments like this. Well, not for these chemicals, wow. interestingly. Okay. But, you know, I, I, so you raise a point. Well, what's next? So there are two things that are next. The first thing that we need is for industry to get unsafe products off their shelves and out of use. So when I say industry, it means everybody from the chemical manufacturers to um, the product formulators, to the retailers. So there are retailers that are taking positive steps to get hazardous products off their shelves. And then you might say, well, wait a minute, nail salons are, um, they're, they're, aren't they buying from like special stocks yeah. or wholesalers? Not necessarily. It's very likely the same products. So all those, the manufacturers, the formulators, the retailers, can take steps to get unsafe products off their shelves. The second point is to have greater oversight from government. But government can't do it all, so we need the industry to step up. Government is working towards better oversight of occupational health and safety. That's good, especially of vulnerable populations. Many of the nail technicians are, are new immigrants to Canada. So... Um, as such, they're often sort of more vulnerable. Right. We need better oversight. <sighs> Miriam, I mean, this is where it starts, getting the information. Uh, really interesting. I appreciate your time very much this morning. Thank you so much for phoning, and let's hope this leads to positive yeah, change. Absolutely. I agree 100%. Thank you so much. That is uh, Miriam Diamond, co-author of the study, an environmental chemist who took a look at this situation 100% higher than normal exposure to flame retardants.